You know, I've always had a problem with bureaucracy, but is there any situation where bureaucracy is a savior? Today's story is about that. Hi, welcome back to Stories at Work, a series where I share real stories from across the world that you can use when you want to drive home a business point. Our website, www.storyworks.in, already has over a hundred stories and we are adding one every week. In his podcast, Revisionist History, one of my favorite authors, Malcolm Gladwell, told this story. In 1939, a guy called Paul Madden is appointed to run the California Bureau of Narcotic Enforcement. He's the man responsible for stopping the use of illegal drugs in the state of California. Now, one of the things that Paul Madden was really, really concerned about is doctors prescribing drugs which are addictive. His uh, sort of idea was that what if the person gets a prescription from the doctor, buys them at the pharmacy, keeps some of the drugs for himself, and then sells the rest on the streets? That can create a cycle of initiation for new addicts, and then it goes on and on and on. Now, the department's plan before Paul Madden was appointed was to run sting operations. Sting operations against shady doctors using informers who try and persuade the doctor to write prescriptions and then expose them. Now, Madden thinks that this is a very crude and inefficient way to do things. He is also a big believer in systems and procedures. So Madden decides to create a bureaucratic solution, a process-driven solution. First, he lists all the prescription painkillers that he considers are dangerously addictive. Morphine, opium, codeine, chloral hydrate. Next, he convinces the state legislature to pass a law that requires doctors to use state-issued prescription pads whenever they prescribe any of those listed painkillers. Now, these prescription forms were printed in triplicates. The first copy was to be kept at the doctor's clinic for a minimum of two years, available for scrutiny at any time by one of Madden's team of inspectors. Now, copy number two had to be kept by the pharmacist again for two years and again available for scrutiny at any time by Madden's team of inspectors. And number three had to be mailed by the pharmacist to the Bureau of Narcotics head office in San Francisco. A record of doctor and pharmacist behavior in triplicate. A textbook example of Big Brother in action. So every time the doctor or the pharmacist visited their filing cabinets, you know, in their storerooms, they were reminded that someone was watching and there was nowhere to hide. Now, this system of triplicate prescriptions is successful in California. However, only five states in the U.S. adopt this very bureaucratic system. Now, let's fast forward to the late 1990s. Now, beginning in the late 1990s, a, a catastrophe unfolded in cities across the United States. Opioid 
overdoses. Many people suffering from terrible side effects, pinpoint pupils, labored breathing, respiratory arrests, choking, loss of consciousness, and in what has now become over 800,000 deaths. That's 8 lakh deaths. If corrected for the size of population in India, it's about 35 lakh people dying just due to painkiller overdose. At the heart of the crisis was a class of new powerful painkillers that came into the market in the 1990s, especially OxyContin, launched in 1996 by the Purdue pharmaceutical company. OxyContin is highly addictive and Purdue promoted it to doctors more heavily than any other painkiller in history. They got people to believe that this wasn't an addictive product. By 2002, Purdue had thousands of salespeople across the country pushing OxyContin. This continued for over a decade until doctors were prescribing $3 billion worth of OxyContin a year. Then starting 2007, an avalanche of state and federal lawsuits were filed against Purdue, over 2,600 of them. Finally, in September 2019, Purdue filed for bankruptcy. Now going back to the opioid crisis, there was something very puzzling. The level of devastation due to opioid addiction was different in different states in the US. Take Massachusetts and New York, two states side by side. Now, if you run all the significant facts about Massachusetts and New York through an algorithm, you will find that there are no two states in the US that are more alike. Same population profile, same basic economy, same level of poverty, very similar urban-rural mix, you'd think that they would have very similar experiences with overdoses, but they did not. Massachusetts had a bloodbath. New York, not so much. Now the aha moment about this puzzle came when a bunch of researchers were going through all the lawsuit documents um, of the Purdue versus state and federal, and they discovered a 60-page focus group report of a focus group project run by Purdue. A series of focus groups were conducted among doctors in 1995, one year before the launch of OxyContin. One of the sessions was conducted in Houston, Texas, one of the five states that still followed the triplicate prescription system started by Paul Madden in 1939. That focus group report said the triplicate laws seem to have had a dramatic effect on the product usage behavior of the physicians. The mere thought of government questioning their judgment created a high level of anxiety in the focus group among all the doctors. So Purdue decided it was not really worth it to market OxyContin in these triplicate states. And with this, they triggered what economists call a natural experiment. Now, what is a natural experiment? Natural experiments are economists' dream. You don't have to create a treatment group and a control group and then laboriously compare what happens in the two groups. Someone else has created the experiment for you. In this case, that someone else was Purdue Pharmaceutical. Now, a third of the American population lived in these triplicate states. 
those states were avoided by the Purdue marketing squads. The rest of the American population lived in states where Big Brother wasn't looking over the doctor's shoulders. They got the full Purdue treatment. Now, let's go back to comparing the outcomes in New York and Massachusetts. New York was triplicate, Massachusetts was not. So how much of a difference did this single requirement, two extra carbon copies on the New York prescription pad make? Well, if New York had Massachusetts opioid dose uh, rate between the years 2000 and 2019, an additional 25,000 New Yorkers would have died of overdose. That's a difference of 25%. What a story. Now, where in business can you use this story? It's a great story to use when arguing about the importance of having systems that make things transparent make things visible and show the behavior actually happening, especially when incorrect or aberrant behavior can have a serious impact. A story that can be used to demonstrate that sometimes something may feel cumbersome and bureaucratic, but it could have significant positive outcome. Now think, what if you know, chauffeurs of cars hired by companies were to be duty-bound to report along with their trip sheet whether the passenger was wearing the seatbelt or not. I'm sure the Indian road safety record would definitely improve. Because if you shine a light on something, it tends to have a cleansing effect. The system is less likely to be corrupted or violated. Now, without consequence, there will rarely be compliance. But first, you need to identify and spotlight the violation. Now, yes, having systems like these can lead to extra work and make things bureaucratic. But remember that if the 45 other states in the United States had a triplicate system, now close to 800,000 lives would have been saved. Another use of this story can be when you're designing new systems. You can use this story to share that small elements, when thought through well, can have a very large impact. Now, while there's a fine line between guidelines and bureaucracy, I think the triplicate system is a fine balance. It doesn't tell the doctors what you can prescribe, when you can prescribe, whom to, you, uh, you can prescribe to, but it just tells the doctors that there needs to be an open scrutiny if required. I hope you like that story.